So earlier today, I was uh, watching some highlights from SEC Network, and they were showing a very happy Will Muschamp as Rodrigo Blankenship missed a pretty much chip top field goal that would have extended, extended guys over time against South Carolina in 2019. That was the last time Georgia lost a home game. Four years, includes COVID season. Uh, if my math is right, that is 19. This game will be 20 when Georgia wins it. You know, if the Lions defeat it all, it can't be on chicken. We guys, it's got to be on chickens. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 354 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the Georgia versus South Carolina preview show. And as you heard my co-host Tony Waller just introduced, the dogs are playing the Cox, and Will is going to talk about it right now. <laughs> or something like that. The game or the hat? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking about this game. I'm glad you brought up the 2019 because I was actually kind of wanting to start on that as well. That's it, why we had production meetings. Yes, exactly. That's, that's, why, that, that's why we had that two-hour Zoom this afternoon <laughs> to go over everything that we were discussing today. Um, I, I want to kind of reflect back on that game. Not just that game. Actually, not even that game. The pregame interview. Yep. One of the early infamous moments of the Kirby Smart era. And in a lot of ways, it was a, a little bit of a canary in the coal mine of what kind of coach... It was still a little early, right? It was like they, obviously they had the 18 season; they'd come that close, but you know it was still it wasn't this mm-hmm. yet, right? And but one thing you could definitely tell if you think of like Kirby Smart coaching moments of like actual moments where he like he's physically coaching, you can see him doing something in a way that's not. You know, oh, great, great, great game plan today. Like when the, a coaching action, the most famous Kirby coaching action scene, I think will always be the timeout during the Ohio State game last yeah, year. Yeah. Um, but like there are moments like that. There are moments where like he's a physical coach. He is, you can see why he's in charge. That when he did that, because remember we had talked about um, how dead the atmosphere was for that game. The year after we came one way, play away from winning the national championship, but already there was a little bit of, oh, we don't need to worry about these games anymore. Mm-hmm. Already. Already that was happening in year three. That couldn't help but probably be affected with the team a little bit. The fact that he knew that and knew his team well enough and knew, like, again, that was not a good South Carolina team. Third-string quarterback? Yeah, yeah, four and seven, I think, that season. And there was not moments in that game where you're like, oh, man, these guys are scary. Like, Georgia played like butt in that game. And they kept screwing up opportunities, and they kept messing up, and they kept letting it hang around. But it's not like South Carolina took that game by the throat. Georgia kept finding ways to lose it. Right. From through a couple picks early. And it spoke to what Kirby was talking about from the very beginning. And so I was thinking about what... Will we ever have a moment like that again? Because the thing that was interesting about that moment, it didn't feel... I think it was awesome about that moment. That was not something he said in the press conference the day before. That was not something said to motivate his team. That was not a, you guys aren't getting it together, we got to pull it together, or I'm sending a message to the media. That was on the field. Right. To the radio guy, the team could not hear that. 
Nobody knew about it. We were, I was in the stands. I didn't hear about it until after the game. There was no actual thing to do it. He just knew. And it, now that he's won the two national championships, I think that moment actually becomes even a little bit more... It's actually almost a bigger part of the Kirby legend now because it showed a guy that just knows his team and knows when they're there and knows when they're not there. And so... Uh, now, I feel like now he won the international championships, anytime he says something about his team, no one kind of believes him. They're like, oh, he's trying to motivate him. He's trying to push it. And I think back to that moment. And I don't know if he would do that moment again if he saw a moment like that. I don't know if a team would, the team would be in the situation like that again to where they were dogging it like that. It's a whole different vibe, a whole different things. But it, that moment, which again was only four years ago and feels... You know, I mean, you look at the how much what they've done since that game. They've been pretty good. I mean, it's essentially an epoch. Yeah, right. And it's it's a moment. It's yeah. like it, it, a real kind of pivot moment. And it is fu- it, fu- it's funny to think how far the team has come and how much everything has happened. When you think of that moment, that moment in retrospect is actually really impressive. It's actually really impressive, and I think speaks to a little glimpse of kind of what coach that Georgia had. So I was able to find the quote. He was talking to um, Chuck Dowdle as they were uh, leaving the locker room. Like Will said, they were uh, it, was, it was pregame. Smart was quoted as saying, they, referring to South Carolina, he said, they've got a great football team. We've got to get our ass ready to play. Our team is not ready to play right now. We've got to get our team ready to play. We've got to get ready to go execute. It's going to be a physical, tough game. Yeah, and, the, the, and we were shocked. I don't know if they were favored in that game, but they had to have been two touchdowns at least oh, yeah. in that game. Like that was a no one was sweating it. The crowd was dead. The tailgate scene was dead, and I felt and I don't think anyone was even slightly was worried about that game. Spit in that, the rain. That rem- yeah. reminds me. Yeah, the tailgate scene. We commented. I yeah. mean, go listen to it. I don't know, um, but he continued to speak. I, I cut his uh, quote short. He says, "I saw it in the pregame warm up, and that's different from practices." We had really good practices up in the game. I think the early start, going out early in pregame warm-ups, I'm always looking for guys that hit and attack and get ready physical. We address that. Okay, so that was follow-up. I'm reading from Seth's article. So that was the post-game yeah. kind of bookending uh, yeah. what he said beginning and then It's an incredible that. thing to yeah. say when you think yeah. about it. Before, on the, again, not in a press conference beforehand. Not on like yeah. a national television interview Literally to the local to Claude, no no offense to him, but like to the local radio guy. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck was a local radio. To, to, to Chuck, like this is the local radio dude. To say that is a moment of honesty that had no other meaning, had no motivational thing. Was just a we just looked like ass, and this may be bad. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah. yeah, and the line on that game was twenty one and a half. Um, so it brings up two interesting points. First off. Um, it speaks to a little bit about how, about why I think Kirby Smart is so relentless now about the best, you know, best never rest, and you know, setting a standard and get that wrong. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Come on, Tony. Better. Better never rest. Okay. Uh, just, yeah. People were yelling. Yeah. Um, better. It's better never rest. Yes. Not better. best never yeah. rest. And someone, uh, I, I, I quote tweeted that earlier this week, and someone pointed out. Saying that that's the phrase that the New Zealand All Blacks. Yeah, there was a. Uh, so, Seth had a great article. About and, yeah, that. and Smart had studied them in the off season. Right. Um. And but there there were a couple of things about that season that's notable in particular. First off, him take his takeaway from that game is like, I think he really internalized the 
letting his team get complacent in that way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the second, and this is probably as important for context of our conversation today, is you get um, you. That was the year where. Uh, famously, LSU lit up Georgia in the SEC championship game. Remember, we mm. lost to South Carolina, still playing the SEC championship game. Yeah. That was our only loss that season in the regular season. Um, and the um, though the LSU game felt like two or three losses. Well, it wasn't great, uh, <laughs> but he also recognized his um, his like what he needed to do to change the offense to get where he needed to be, uh, where his team needed to be. Yeah. Um, I've had people ask me this before. It's like, when did you kind of what, if you were to look back on this and what's the pivot year for Kirby, it's not 17 or 18, it's 19, right? Because that's bringing Munkin. Yeah, right. Well, it's not just bringing Munkin in, but one, it's the recognition, especially after the South Carolina game, thinking about the comments he said before the South Carolina game, that you can't merely expect your team to show up and play in the same way you want them to. You have to, you have to find a way, the lever to pull them, to motivate them. That's a part of it being a great, Hey coach. And the second is recognizing when something doesn't work all the way to the place you want it to be. I've, I've given a lot of thought to why people are freaked out about the offense. I'm not one of those people, but I think people are freaked out about the offense because I'm, we're not going out and scoring points on every drive. And that's the way last season started. Uh, and people are, Probably a little trim. Use the term "phantom limb" uh, a couple of times, talking about yeah, like yeah. the Georgia scared stuff. That I mean, to be honest, that was probably the last Georgia game. That was the last Georgia in game. The last game. Well, is Georgia going to lose a game? Yeah. They shouldn't lose. That was the last time that happened. Of course, it was also the last time Georgia lost a game at home. Uh, I'd say the only other game since then that you went in thinking they're going to win this game and they lost was the SC Championship game against Alabama. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. But that was. And then it's also Alabama. Yeah, that was Alabama. <laughs> a team that they a team again, that almost up, lost to in the national championship. Right, ended up being one, number right. one in the college football playoff. Uh, not a four and eight South Carolina team. Yes. Uh, but Not Nickel State. Not Nickel State. But having said all of that, I think. Though that, Missouri could have been that. It could have been. Missouri could have been. It, but it wasn't, but it right? Wasn't. And that's. And it, after really after midway through the third quarter, it didn't feel like it was going to be. Right. Um, I mean, there was a time where I think you can check the receipts. I've never was concerned, um, but <laughs> the I mean, there, you know, obviously there was time when all of us were a little nervous. But there there came a, a very a very notable point in the third quarter. It was like, oh nope, we got this. We're going to win. Um, all of that is to say that that leads us to the South Carolina game this coming Saturday. Um, Guys, I have looked at a lot of stats and looked at, uh, evaluated a ton of uh, South Carolina game film, and uh, they suck. <laughs> I mean, they're not a good football team. <laughs> no, yeah, having said that, that 19 team was not a good football team. Will Muschamp, by the way, did not get fired yet. Right. He didn't get fired until the pandemic season, which we forget. He, he got fired like the second game after the pandemic season, which it was like, well, everybody's yeah. no one's going to get fired this season, yeah. and then Will Muschamp. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's that's right. So, um, but they they only they gained they only gained negative two yards against North Carolina, and like seventy five against Furman mm. on the ground. I mean, they yeah they threw some passes. They 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 Spencer Rattler got his on both games actually, uh, but they are. I mean, we look. We got some. <laughs> We got some, yeah, we didn't quite get the house color right on our house problems with our offensive line. They've got some, dude, I think you have termites. And on top of that, they've already eaten all the wood. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it is worth noting that 
South Carolina is a team, one of the reasons that people were excited uh, about them coming into this year, they're a team that got better as last season went mm-hmm. on. Like their their last two games were their two biggest wins of the year and were substantial wins. Right. And so, you know, they and frankly, they have what they did prove last year is they're able to jump up and beat someone that they do have more. They would you would seem to think that they would have less talent. Then. Yeah. Now that happened at the end of the year. It also happened with Rattler playing a heck of a lot better than he's playing right now. Yeah. Uh, Didn't their leading tight end transfer to Florida State or something like that? I don't know, everybody's transferred. Everybody everybody's everybody's yeah, transferred Florida State. I'm, I mean, they even got an Illinois player. I mean, like, I, 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 I did, I guys, I did talk to the split zone duo guys, but decided to stay here. Um, yeah, thank you. That's nice of you. Or something. And I had the money to get right. Um, yeah, I mean, look, look if South Carolina had beaten Notre Dame, which they almost did in the bowl game, yeah. they would have finished closing out by beating three top ten-ish teams. Without question. Right. And that is, that's why everybody coming in this season, yeah. look, I'll pick them to beat North Carolina. Yeah. Um, friends, they did not beat North Carolina. No, uh, and North Carolina went to overtime with App State, by the way. Don't play App State ever. Uh, I, or if you're, North Carolina, if you're North Carolina. By the way, did you see Mac Brown's uh, comments about that? No way. He's like, it's, re-, you know, somebody said, Coach, I realize it's a little stressful playing App State, but it's great for the state that you play, uh, you play App State, uh, that you yeah. know, play. this is North Carolina's radio. He's like, yeah, I don't want to play those guys again. Let NC State and East Carolina play. <laughs> good for you, man. Good That's for also you. good for the state. Good for you. Good for you. Mac Brown, he'll leave early from a broadcast. And he's this is a nice thing, man. You, you, uh, I can't wait. When I hit that age, I'm like, I, I can just say whatever the hell I want. Getting matter. real close. Um, so it is worth noting for all of our talk about, and I generally agree with you. We talked about in the post-game show that some of my concerns about Carson Beck, I wouldn't say they were entirely alleviated, but he looked much more comfortable and much more confident. We have, we'll see, like there were still a couple of throws here or there that missed, but you're going to see that. I'm not so excited that. What I wanted to see was him looking confident and comfortable. However, if you are, like, it's, I don't think it's just Pearl clutching message board Georgia phantom limb people which we have to come up with an acronym for them, uh, that are worried about Georgia. You may remember one of the people worried about them was, is Bill Connolly. Bill Connolly uh, from ESPN wrote this this week in his things that he learned from the first two weeks. Georgia is going to sleepwalk into trouble at some point. I'm going to read it, to read uh, a paragraph from it, because not all of you subscribe to ESPN+, Plus, uh, though you should. I did when Spectrum pulled the plug. Yes. So I've yeah. got them for at least like a half I think month. I'm going to stick with YouTube TV. I think I am going to stick with YouTube TV, even though they've resolved that. But anyway, um, I'm going to cancel Charter Cable. Charter sent me a nice email saying that they're going to credit my account. I saw that. I'm going to wait for them to credit my account. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, here is what he actually says. Um, As with Michigan and Ohio State, who he talked about being concerned about, Georgia has actually underachieved against S&P projections in each game by a combined 16.5 points, 10.1 on offense, and 6.4 on defense. They've also taken their sweet time getting rolling, as we all know. In the first four drives against the UTM, they went punt, touchdown, punch, punt. First two drives against Ball State, we know that. They had far too much talent, speed, and strength for UTM and Ball State, just like they will for most of the opponents on the regular season schedule. But if you get too used to easing your way into a given game, it can end up costing you against an opponent that starts out on fire and has talent to milk a potential lead. South Carolina will likely throw out, come out throwing haymakers in week three and both chaos agent freeze and chaos school Auburn away in week five. George is a projected favorite of at least 11 points in each of its next eight games. So the margin for error is high, but showing a little bit of urgency before they actually need to would be a plus. Now my question to you guys and and Tony uh, on is that Connolly is a very, very smart guy. 
one of the smartest guys in college football. He also, frankly, has probably watched the beginning of Georgia games like a lot of people have watched the beginning of Georgia games and have not watched a lot of the rest of the games. He can look at the S&P Plus numbers and see that, wow, you should beat UT Martin by 50, 55, and you should beat Ball State by 45 or whatever, whatever it is you want to come up with, and they're below that. He can look at that and say that and then look at the, what the real kind of the anecdotal evidence he uses is the beginning of the games. Do you... Th- my question is this: Do you guy do you want to see what he's talking about in 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 this game specifically? Do you want to see that urgency, that them going hard, them jumping out to a big lead, or if they kind of ease their way in like they did the first two weeks, will that concern you at all? Well, I, I, when you were talking a minute ago about Carson Beck, and I'll get to your question in a second. When you were talking about Carson Beck, you felt like he um, had more poise and confidence. I, I, you didn't say that, but I think yeah. that's kind of where you were going. I, I think the thing that heartened me is he, he got it together a lot more quickly uh, against Ball State than he did against UT Martin. I would think, because we are, look, we are, we are S&P plus stands, right? We are, we are believers in Bill Conley and his numbers. I think... He, I think Bill is right, and it doesn't necessarily concern me because had we not started, like I think last year was all of our huh, all of our memories are tainted by scoring on seven straight touchdowns the first time, seven times we touched the ball against Oregon because we started out slow against Kent State, we started out slow against Sanford and still scored like forty until the Missouri game. Kent State was the toughest game of the year, right? Right, yeah. right. Uh, you know, forty six and fifty two points against Kent State and Sanford. Um, I will say though, it will make me happy if we come out and put up a couple of quick touchdowns. I will make me happy. Will it make you happy because it'll make you feel better about the team, or will it make you feel happy because you won't have to hear the crap anymore? Uh both actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also because of South Carolina. Yeah. Um yes. so I, I think part of what I want to continue to see, um because let, let me let me be clear, if you couldn't tell where I was going earlier with my analysis, I did that in quotes. Um, South Carolina's offense is bad, yeah. uh, and I don't. I, I look. I think Georgia scores two touchdowns. They win this game. They only win 14-13, but they win this game. Um, I, that's that's how that's how bad I think their offense is. I think I think their upper limit is uh, will make Brian Ferentz go like, damn, dude. <laughs> um, so you, um, I, I, having said all of that. Really, what I'd like to see is um, uh, to be able to run the ball in the middle better. Um, and I, look, I think I think all of us, and when I say all of us, I'm, I'm including the, the coach and the t- coaches and the team in this. There's a long game being played. I, I don't. First off, we haven't targeted Brock, Brock Bowers nearly enough. And and and, oh, and I'm not saying I'm not saying we should. I'm saying we're not targeting Brock Bowers. We get into the season, we only target Brock Bowers three times a game. Mike Bobo should be fine. <laughs> right. Period. And four stops like like quartered in the public square. Sure. Right. But that but that also tells me that's not that's not a thing that's right. that we're not focused on right now. The second thing is, and this is also as important to me, is we missed Arnold uh we missed Arnold Washington a lot. Our perimeter blocking is not great. Actually our downfield blocking with our receiver is not great. And not great we right talked now. about that as press conferences. Right? Yeah, and I, I said that to um I said that to, to Tiffany at the game. I was like, man, our, our receiver blocking just not good right now. Um, which is something we saw. I think that'll get better when Lad McConkey gets back. Um, that is a very, very long answer to, to say, um, 
Bill Connolly is right, right? Georgia has underperformed. Uh, but the underperformance doesn't concern me nearly as much as specific parts of the game I want to see get better. And if you're, you need to start doing that now, <laughs> right? And I'm not talking about play calling. I'm, I'm talking about Carson Beck not having three straight series where, where it, take, it takes him to get warmed up. The offensive line being able to get a push on and not getting overwhelmed when it's hat on hat. Yeah. Um, and, and not having to use – look, I'm I'm fine with misdirection. I'm, I'm fine with that. But not having to use that to free up running lanes. And I, and I think that what we're really talking about is – I mean, this is where Georgia is. There are – like everything is like, hey, are we building to win a third championship or are we not building to – are we going to win a third championship? That's what the season is. You know, like that's where Georgia is. You win a championship or not. It is difficult to find. I would be curious if anyone could think of anyone. It's difficult to find a team that un- that underwhelmed but just kept winning and kept plugging along that didn't eventually get called out. I actually think the, the best example of this is that second Jameis Winston Florida State team. That team was number one all year, and everyone thought that team was going to win this, going to dominate thing, and they never looked right. They kept winning. And they were undefeated all year, but they never looked right. I mean, TCU last year was that team a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but T- no one really thought TCU was that good. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, like, that's and fair. also that's you fair. can look at like three different games where TCU probably should have lost. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm, I think Georgia can be. I think the Florida State that Florida State is an excellent example. Yeah, I know you're, you're right. That is a team that like they 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 won every game they should have. They had some clunkers, and they still won when the clunkers. That's James Winston throwing yeah. the ball backwards in the that's playoff that, game. That's that season, yes. Glorious And moment. you spent the whole season with like, wait, are they actually going to be able to just sleepwalk all the way? They were never dominant, but they had won. They just won, yeah. and they had James Winston, who was the best player in football. And you thought, wow, they, uh, well, they'll turn it on. And they never did. And in the biggest game, even though they'd been... And you could kind of see it as the year went along. You're like, this team should be better than this, and they're not. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that like... I it's it's not like if Georgia doesn't step on South Carolina's throat this weekend, I'm going to be like worried, more worried about them against Auburn. I think they will still beat Auburn, but eventually, great teams that can win a championship stomp the life out of and like look like it. And so yeah, far, Georgia, like yeah. And so far, Georgia hasn't looked like it. It doesn't mean that I'm worried. It doesn't mean that I think they're not good. It doesn't mean that I think I don't think they can win a national championship. But generally speaking, at some point, teams that win a national championship look like a national championship winning team. And th- to me, that's the only concern. Georgia hasn't looked like that yet. Texas has looked like that. Florida State has. Florida State has definitely looked like that. For a half. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and listen, Ohio State hasn't looked like that. Michigan hasn't looked like that. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm not sweating it. But that's what the standard here is. The standard here is, like, that's what this season's about, is winning a third championship. Eventually, you'd like to see it. If we don't see it this week, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's not happening. It's not happening. But eventually, like... If you'll you'll definitely want to see it. If I it gets to, you. like, week eight, and they're 8-0 or 7-0, and they really haven't been very close, but they've looked like this... All year, I think it will be fair for people to doubt. Well, there also is um, a little bit of, well, the SEC is down, therefore Georgia is yeah. getting dragged by that a little bit. I mean, to, to be fair, that is that was kind of a, a knock on Oklahoma during those years when they were going to the playoffs every year. And, it was a knock on Florida State. And frankly, the yeah, SEC right, was bad. Right. And frankly, the losing because, yeah. you know, the the – 
Big 12 was good, but not great. Uh, and frankly, that's where I think most teams in the SEC are. I think, like, I'm by no means ready to throw dirt. I, look, I don't think Alabama's going to the playoffs, but also— But they're not out of the playoff. No, they're not out of the playoff yeah. at all. Absolutely not. But um, are they—everybody's like, talking about Alabama, like they're going to be 7-5. Uh, and five. No, that's yeah. that's a that's a very worse a ten and two team at the very yeah. worst. Like one more loss, yeah. um, and altogether possible they go eight and zero. In the, in they're the not going Clemson. Like they're not. No, no, no. I think that's right. But Clemson, boy, we'll talk about Clemson. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. Is the, to me the overarching question here is eventually we need to see it. Eventually yeah, I want to see sharpness. I want to see crispness. Yeah. I want to see execution. Yeah, and if, maybe it's this week. And, but like, I if they don't see this week, I'm not going to be worried. They're going to lose to Auburn. <laughs> like I'm not like and but eventually you need to see it because eventually if you never see it you are going to lose to Ohio State or you are yeah. going to lose to Michigan or you are going to lose. Or for the matter, somebody will put together a game on you. Yeah, I mean it's college football, right? Um, but anyway, South, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Spencer. Um, yeah, I did. I did want to take a minute, um, just because I, I for the first time this season I've done some actual research on. <laughs> um, to those, when I went back and looked at South Carolina, because I when I first when I first thought about, it, I remember how bad they poorly they played against um, North Carolina, and I thought, okay, I must just be remembering that wrong. But I mean, they had Rattler had three hundred fifty three passing yards, right? They had negative two rushing yards, so in seventy plays, they had five point oh one. But friends, let me tell you something: it did not go better for them. When they played, um, when they played Furman, that's who they played last week, right? Furman, they had 108 rushing yards and 463 passing yards, but and they scored 47 points. They gave up 21 points on um, 108 yards. Can we guess how many rushes that is? Just ballpark it, 108 yards. Did they do it on like 25 rushes? Higher. Oh. <laughs> 39 rushes. Oh my God. For a 2.77 wow. against Furman. Wow. That's, like I said, that is right. I, I, the best analogy I can think of is people are looking at George's house and like, ooh, didn't the color didn't get quite right. Yeah. And you look at South Carolina's house, it's like, is that a window or a door? And should yeah. it really be there? Yeah, that's a lot of mold. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of, is that a, mold. Is that a choice? Yeah, that's, that's um, a, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Beavers yeah. lived inside houses. And I think that's right. And listen, you know, again, I do think they will get better as the year. I think he's a good coach. And I think that, like, you know, there's a tough job. But I think he's a good coach. And they will get better. Yeah. But, yeah, right now it's not good for them. Yeah, their offensive line's not good. And, look, I, I don't want to be this guy, but Georgia's defense might be just as good as the last two defenses have been. Um, I mean, they've shown a fair amount there's of There's no reason for us not to, like, it's not not like to think that, yeah. right? So Well, and if you think about it uh, – when we started this podcast, we were talking about the 2019 game versus South Carolina. That was a noon kickoff. This is 3.30. Kirby's always already kind of set the stage for the fans. And yeah, he, I always he, he appreciate kinda got that. Her, he got in our kitchen, didn't he? Yeah. When, I, and I appreciate what that. What did he when say? He, I'm sorry, I may have missed this. What did he say? Just, just saying that our fans are, you know, he, I don't think he said elite, but our fans know what to do. Our fans need to get up for this right. game. And it's kind of... It's almost like building off his thing he said after UT Martin. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think that, I mean... Remember, remember UT Martin. It was a six o'clock game, sure, but it was packed it was and it was loud. And that's and what he said in the locker room. I right? was yeah. shocked. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "This is an FCS school. 
This is UT Knoxville's cousin, UT Martin, coming in here. And it Prettier was cousin. Rock, right. Their co- their color scheme is a little bit better. They're more blue dominant than I don't like orange. the logo. I don't yeah, like it's, the logo. It's, what do you do with a Skyhawk anyway? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I think it's just like That's a, a made-up. in the sky. Thing. It looks a little bit like uh, like a like a team on one of those NFL Blitz knockoffs, <laughs> like helmets. Like It yeah. just looks kind of like, or like, yeah, like a, like a bad XFL sort of thing. XFL, yeah. that's a good a good one. Um, I was heartened and surprised. Like this is like we're doubling down on the fan enthusiasm. It reminded me of the excitement of the Tennessee game last year, and I think that's what you're going to see on Saturday. Maybe Remember people how are confused between Tennessee Martin, right. and Tennessee Knoxville, Tennessee Knoxville, absolutely. No, and boy, I, are people, people are already gearing up for Mississippi though? Like Mississippi, I, that's all everyone was talking about this week. It was like Mississippi, yeah. Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. Like people are excited. About I mean, Scott, did you I, think the crowd this past week? No, was that that was reminiscent though of that South Carolina crowd? Yes. Noon kickoff, Ball yes. State. Absolutely. It wasn't packed. No. Okay. No. They had a and guy from Indiana do the calling of the dogs. Let's remind that, by the way. You know that Joey Chestnut lives like a half hour from months. <laughs> he, got, he got paid, so he was happy. But like, I thought it was just kind of weird that like... Walker got to meet him. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm pro Joey Chestnut. But like, it, it does feel like, generally speaking, calling the dogs done by a Georgia person, right? That, I was like, I was taken aback by that. I was like, what, what's going on? You, yeah. Is there not somebody... Well, I guess the NFL starting... But there's guys, Sony Michelle, well, Sony Michelle, but there's people retired. Yeah. There's a ton, there's, there's, there's a, a ton of golfers that won on the, on the tour yeah, this year. Right? I, that are not in Italy or, right and now. And I am Ryan from Joe, don't be very clear. I am Harman's, from Harman's in England, Italy well, right now. Chris was available. Yeah, Chris was available. Yeah. Pro George has that, but man, let I me mean, call, get, calling the dogs. You're supposed to be a Georgia person that calls the dogs. Yeah, that was, like, that was really bizarre. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have that same problem this yeah. week, but I, I think. Also, I'm a little insulted by anybody that wastes, uh, Waste Nathan's hot dogs. So. <laughs> I think that you're going to see uh, an environment Is walking into Sanford similar to what you saw, if not equal to what you saw against Tennessee last year. The raucousness of the crowd. Maybe it'll rain a little bit. I don't know. I mean, that, why would you want that? I don't. But it brought it. It made it so much cooler last year. Oh, not okay. not temperature wise, but like I like the, vibe. the light rain. The light yeah. rain can be kind of fun and charming. When right, it happens like what happened today. Yeah. Eighty two degrees. I'm seventy two degrees is fun and charming. Yeah. Um, Alexa's coming to this game, so too much rain. It's not, it's going to be a bad scene. Well, so. we need to we need to strategically sit Jennifer and Alexa next to each other. Oh, that'll happen. I'm not right. that yet. Um, but, the Columbus, the the dynamic, and Columbus then the Columbus team. people that sit in front of us will be back. They anyway, haven't been will they? The first, well, they hadn't been in the first two games. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he, look, this is probably the last time we'll get to see Spencer Rattler. Um, I mean, look, he's interesting, right? He's an interesting player. Um, I don't want to see him go off against Georgia, but he has, I mean, I don't like, I guess I do like the word moxie. He has moxie. Um, I also like to see him run for his life from 320 pound dudes are almost as fast as he is. <laughs> Georgia has those in spades. Um, yeah. And I also, just, I'd like to see a crusher. Yeah. I'd like to see a crusher. Like well, that's would, what was so fun yeah. about last year. Beamers yelling at people that are on the field and George's up 24, nothing at halftime. And they were up like 43 to nothing before. I mean, South we Carolina have score. to think about his quotes post game. I was like, just about to say the same thing. Yeah. He was like, he was like, Coach, yeah, somebody, the reporter was like, Coach, how what did you feel about that? You feel like he's like, have you, have you seen that? Yeah, look at those did, guys. Did you look at those guys? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was, that, I think that kind of endeared him kind of forever, even though he obviously he's a coach here, but like, uh, that endeared him in a lot of ways. Sorry, oh, also, beating Tennessee and Clemson will also endear you, even if you do coach at South Carolina. Right. I'm I mean, sorry, you mean Clemson and UT Knoxville? UT Knoxville. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, think you, you see. Think you will. 
Clemson. Sorry, that wasn't somewhere. They're not a state. South Carolina A and M at Clemson. Um, so I, I think we could hold on. There is a South Carolina Aiken. <laughs> South Carolina Columbia. That's a that's a Clemson, lot. To Clemson say. and South Oscar. Carolina. South Carolina and Clemson are are yeah. I think just being South Carolina. There's is a USCC. Bad <laughs> USC Junior. <laughs> I think just being South Carolina is bad enough. Yeah. By the way, you saw that quote too. JDJ said he's like, "What you remember game Columbia?" It's like sandstorm in the first quarter, and then it got real quiet or something like that. That stadium was empty by halftime. Yes, the, the, the stu- their vaunted student section they yeah. were gone. Yeah. Well, because they had to uh, beat the traffic to the rave. Um, the the I think a couple of things I am looking for in this game though um, is to see a little more out of the running game. Um, Frank Graham Coffee had a great article or great post this week about the concepts that Bobo has called versus the concepts. That Malkin has called, and, and and Bobo's most called concepts are uh, almost nearly mirrored Monken's most called concepts. I, I I'm I I will cling to this until I'm proven until I'm proven wrong that Georgia is just running everything super vanilla right now. Uh, we are still trying to figure out what we have in perimeter blocking um, and interior blocking, and. The, again, I, can't, I just cannot get around the fact that we are not targeting Brock Bowers right now, mm-hmm. uh, and that when the time comes, we will. They may and, just not think he's not good anymore. Well, you know, that's the it's way possible. They're just possible. like, oh yeah, yeah he's it's not that good. Yeah. And like I said, if we're only targeting Brock Bowers, if we're intentionally only targeting yeah. Brock Bowers three times a game at the end of the season, Mike Bobo should be fired. Yeah. I'll, or, I'll or, yeah, or yeah. Brock Bowers has lost the, the Monstars have come and taken the Brock Monstars Brown. have come and taken Brock. Though Bowers. this was, I thought, I think this was anything from uh, Seth Emerson Drake's uh, uh, piece this week. They were asking about like what running backs should get more time. What's going on with running backs? As he kind of pointed out. Uh, he didn't say this, but I kind of took that from his piece. Is this the last first Georgia team that's not going to have any of their running backs in the NFL someday? I don't think any of these I running backs. I think Milton backs could if he stayed healthy. He's got he, the body for it. Maybe. Yeah, I, like, think, I think it's too early to say about the young guys, but yeah. 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 Like, yeah. There's certainly, no certainly obvious in dude. this run. Certainly, yeah. certainly there's there's no obvious dude. Right. And, right. Although, if you'll look at that run that Dylan Bell had where he – Broke yeah. a guy's ankle after about four steps, and then scampered to the right side of the. Listen, zone. I think Muse is gonna win the is gonna win the NFL MVP at some point <laughs> uh, at this point. So um, Muse is like that uh, Xavier him. Gibson from the Jets who yeah, ran that yeah, pump back. Yeah, yeah. You know that guy's like five seven five. So it's eight. also worth noting that like because I don't watch hard, I, I feel like the NFL is becoming a little bit like a uh, like trying to follow the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Like, I don't watch the local shows on Disney+, Plus, so I don't know all the storylines. Because yeah. apparently that guy that ran the pump return, that Jets I've game... i watched Hard Knocks. He's like a character I, on that show. In fact, my uh, Jennifer watched it too, and I showed her the highlight. I was like, remember that guy that got... Uh, or Sala was telling that he had made the team in that last episode you watched? She was like, yeah. I was like, look, he won the game. And she... She had invested in his personality. This is what I mean. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't watch Loki. Right. Can I still enjoy the new Avengers movie? And I feel like it's kind of becoming to that yeah. with the NFL. Yeah. Anyways. Tom, police are coming for you. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, really don't have a whole lot more on South Carolina than yeah, that. I think, I think when you, you know, they have, I mean, literally, they're asking, they're asking Juice Wells and, and Spencer Rattler to do everything. And Georgia's defense is just – Georgia's defense is just too good. 
It, look, if the North Carolina defense that went to overtime with App State and allowed App State, what, 34 points, yeah. uh, can keep South Carolina to 14, 17 points, I feel pretty comfortable not only can Georgia outscore South Carolina, an offer's on the table. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, that, that's not to say that there will be an offer, but it there's a possibility here of an SEC shutout. Um, and that's – it's. I'm excited about the game. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to yell. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Kirby Smart is motivating the team, and I don't have to because I'd be like, guys, I'm just go team. I don't. Yeah. I really don't know what to say about this, other than other than that, right? Of course, I probably don't don't go back and listen to 2019. I was probably dismissed of South Carolina then, but you know they honestly sucked then because of their head coach. Uh, he's a good co-defense coordinator though, and uh, hey, and he's still getting paid by South Carolina. Yeah. All right, so um, that is uh, our entire show. Everybody have a good day. Be safe <laughs> out there. Well, I guess we should mention the Strickland firm. My friend Ryan Strickland, UGA Law class of 2003. A, I know, I've seen that. That is before. Ryan Strickland. I, I have seen that. We, is, we, have, we have the StricklandFirm.com pulled up on our phones. StricklandFirm.com, that's how you could find Ryan Strickland. You know what would be fun one time? Have Ryan Strickland come to What if we, what if we called 1844-GA-Justice <laughs> and see what happens? Uh, operators are standing by. Um yeah, or you could meet Ryan. Well, you have to meet him next year because we're not, I don't guess okay. we're doing a post game. How about this? You distract Will. I'll knock him over the head with the Maker's Mark bottle, and then we'll call. Tony, whoa, those are nice keys. <laughs> it's like a. I like your keys. Like a. Oh. It'll be like of like mice a, and men. He'll be Lenny. <laughs> Why, Tell me about the rabbits, Tony. Why? Tell me about the rabbits. His name is George. I will love him and pet him. Um. We could just put Will in the gimp suit. No, no, this is an ad read. We don't oh, need sorry, to sorry, sorry. No, Well, if you get put in a, uh, if you get put no, no, in no, a no, 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 let's start that now. No, 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 no. They're a legitimate law firm. Right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey Ryan, he's your friend yeah, and mentor. Tony did that. That's Tony. Um, um, anyway, the Strickland firm. Their practice areas: car accidents, truck accidents, wrongful death, hit and run. Brain and spinal injuries, bicycle accidents, scooter accidents. That could be, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to wish these on anyone, but, you know, sometimes you can't control. And if I'm, I'm, I hit a scooter with a bat and it lands on someone, uh, you, you should would call be, the Strickland Law well, to sue me. Right, to yeah. Su- yeah, you'd be on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely Pull be that out of the fire there. Uh, but it's, It doesn't say anything about gimp suits. No, Tony, okay. Tony. All right, Ryan, you're going to have to send me a DM or a text yeah. and let me know if this is fine with you. But uh, Ryan is the founder. He started this firm focused on representing only individuals in their disputes with financial institutions and insurance companies, where our lawyers, meaning you know his lawyers, uh, used to represent financial institutions and insurance companies. They now use that knowledge to represent the claimant, you being the one that's injured. But like, but for example, uh, if someone, if one of those scooters does land on me, and I need to call him, I actually, well, I don't actually know how to do that. You would do, uh, you would call seven seven zero four two zero nine nine zero zero. He's got in offices. that order. Yes. So, yes. so there's not. I don't switch numbers on the numbers are specifically. That's the, that's the area code, and mm-hmm. then four two zero nine nine zero zero. A very memorable number. Um, main offices in Marietta. They do have a an office in Tucker, which is near uh, where I grew up. Oh, okay. Ryan, thank you for your support of the Wait Since Last Saturday podcast. Mm-hmm. And I assume he, uh, eventually we're going to have a libel case at some point. So we're going to need <laughs> probably a this week. Probably this point. week. 
Yeah, we're gonna need something. Gonna need I don't something. think he handles libel. I know, but he knows a lawyer. It's referrals. Okay. Like, what do you have referrals? I know what lawyers do. I don't know. What, what do lawyers do, Tony? I don't know. <laughs> referrals. Referrals. <laughs> referrals. What, what is habeas corpus anyway? I've it's, always. It's uh, habeas it's corpus. Kill the corpse. It's uh, <laughs> habeas corpus is a latter, Latin term that means. Hands, hands on the hands over the body, hand over the body. Yeah. So habeas corpus literally means bring me the body. Oh, so um, what it means is like they have this competition in Texas where you put your hands on a truck. And yeah, whoever has case Mr. Beast. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Except wait, for what? What is Mr. Beast? He does those things where he has oh, these competitions where the this last. Is, this person, is why American culture is declining. The last there's person to leave gr- their hand off. The, there's a great documentary called Hands on a Hard Body, produced by Matthew McConaughey, one of the oh, greatest documentaries of all time. Exactly, man. What's all Mr. Freaking Beast. Hands on the Hard Body sounds like a movie I saw when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, this is true. It's a truly great movie. You get a chance. Hands on a Hard Body is a truly Talking about McConaughey, movie. he had a good week. He had a busy, he was active. Yeah. 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 He didn't wear the gimp suit, though. I, I did enjoy watching the U.S. Open and Chris Fowler being like, hey, I just saw that guy yesterday. Because <laughs> Fowler, of course, called the, the Texas yeah, yeah, Alabama yeah. game and it was at the U.S. Open. Um, I, McConaughey's a guy that I've totally come 100% around. In the Linklater days, I was like, this dude is incredible. And then in the Sarah Jessica Parker romantic comedy yeah. right? days, yeah. it was like, ugh. And now he's come back. He's, I mean, I'm fully on board now. Yeah. So. Until Georgia By the way, plays if, Texas in the national championship yeah, game. Yeah, right. Case, I kiss uh, my ass. But, yeah, did, but he was given the, the horns case, so have, leaving, yeah. leaving Bryant-Denny Stadium. Was he? Yeah, well, you can do that. Oh, he's like, a, like almost a, he's like he's a paid advisor. Yeah, he's like a paid advisor. Um, he's like, I think he's like, I think he has like an actual title. Like have you ever, have you ever heard uh, spirits or something? Have you ever heard friend of the show, Wes Blankenship, do his impersonation? It's, it is spot on. Spot on. Yeah. By the way, if you are a fan of Linklater, um, if you're a fan of Linklater, as I am, uh, yes. especially McConaughey, the best. Um, you should actually read the book, All Right, All Right, All Right. It's a story of the making of... By my friend Melissa Mayers. Melissa Mayers, yep. Uh, by the, it's about the making of... Um, holy crap, I forgot the name of the movie. Days of Confused. Days of Confused, sorry. Um, it's really... Yeah, I didn't know you read that book. I love that book yeah. so much that Theo... The character in the time has come at one in one scene was reading the book and the editor I remember. made me get rid of it I, and I I thought you mentioned something, something like that uh, yeah he made me get rid of it and the reason I had to get rid of it was because because uh, he thought it was too promotional of Melissa's book which is totally true right and, and so also I, you should read the book yeah so I know Melissa and so I sent her a copy of the book with that chapter that had been ex- oh, uh, that, wow. that section excised I printed it out for her and put it in there like just so you know this is how much I love your book mm-hmm. that is a Truly, that truly, was the book Theo's reading. And if wow. you are gen, if you are Gen X, if you are around our general time, it's not just about the movie Days of Confused. It's actually almost like a chronicle of that time. Of that time, yeah. wow. and it's really a terrific book. Yeah. And it will make you if if you have turned against. We've all turned against and for Ben Affleck several times at this point in our lives. This will definitely be. It's a very pro. I, whenever I think Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, I think of that meme of him smoking outside, looking up, annoyed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that stupid tattoo. Yeah, I mean, actually, the look on the face, the same face that Tommy Reese had on his face when he was talking to... Oh, my gosh. Milrow. By the way, Tommy Reese, dude, you are no longer at Notre Dame. It's not It's not NBC cameras anymore. It's ESPN, baby. Yeah. ESPN. They're going to catch you when you put the... When you do the... Not Surrender Cobra. Oh, the weary dad look yeah. with, like... It's... It, 
Just seriously, Google Tommy Rees telephone if you have not seen it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how how cool is it that this is the first SEC game on CBS? Even though they we've been hearing the theme song for the first two weeks. Well, I, I actually I actually mentioned that I, well, in the email I sent uh, to to the tailgate crew. Um, for the longest time, Florida Tennessee was right. the first CBS game. Everybody's like, well, why did Tennessee Knoxville? Thank you. Everybody's like, why UT Knoxville? Why didn't everybody's like why CBS? Why why they why they wait so long to start? CBS for the longest time had the U.S. Open for the longest time had the U.S. Open, and they would not start CBS on uh, SEC on CBS until after U.S. Open after Labor Day after Labor Day after the right? week after Labor Day right after U.S. Open. And as it happened every year, the third game of the season almost always was Florida UT Knoxville. And uh, that game, because that game meant so much, not just the SEC, not just SEC East, not just SEC, but also the National College, College Football Firmament for <coughs> 10 years, that, of course, that was a game led off with. And the fact that Georgia versus South Carolina, a South Carolina team that looks like really headed towards 4-8 and eight again, um, is the game that they CBS is leading on. The last season of CBS on CBS, uh, SEC on CBS, it's kind of amazing, right? And by the way, for all the people out there, it's like, ooh, I wish the SEC was better. Nope, don't care about the SEC. I'm, I 100% I am perfectly agree fine. with that. I am perfectly fine that Georgia is not only the bell cow, but the best team in the SEC. I'm fine with that. I have I, actively pulled for Cal. I pulled for Texas. Look, I pulled for Utah. I love the SEC, and I hate every team in it. This is an existential question. Uh, the guy that runs Illini, the great uh, Illinois blog. Yeah, Robert writes, Rosenthal, about, yeah. writes about this all the time. He's like, wait, why? Like, This is something that feels like it's happened in the last 10 years or so. The idea that we've gotten so kind of in our little silos that we're like, SEC. Like, no, we're supposed to hate the SEC. Like, you're supposed to hate. I did pull for Ole Miss versus Tulane. Ole Miss is different. (laughs) Ole Miss is different. I actually do believe Ole Miss is different. And that's actually – I totally believe that Ole Miss is the one SEC team that you should always root for unless they're playing Georgia. I like like LSU too, but – yeah, LSU, that's just me. Yeah, that's just yeah, me. Yeah. LSU, I, L, yeah. It's anyway. like I don't hate. I don't hate Alabama. I respect their excellence. But yeah, it was fun watching them get pushed yeah. around. Yeah, I, it's it like. Sorry, Matt. I fell asleep like, on the couch and woke up at one thirty, and it was a live early fourth quarter play of Auburn Cal. Yeah, and I couldn't believe how late they were. Yeah, Auburn tried to. By the way, pack pack Central twelve time zone though, so you know. Yeah. Pac-12 after dark, putting some Auburn in it. Mm, boy, that's some that's some good stuff. But I'm no, I'm look. Anybody's listening to this podcast longer than four minutes knows that I am not an SEC fan. I do not care. I have this argument with my dad all the time. My dad's like, I root for SEC. No, uh, uh. So here's one last question before we get to the stuff. When it comes to Georgia and the SEC this year, because everyone's doing this idea like there's only one SEC team going in. What they're really saying when they say that is it's only Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're saying when they say so. That. But here's my question. Do we as Georgia fans need the SEC to be stronger? Because if Georgia, say, theoretically, goes undefeated during the regular season and then loses in the SEC championship game to LSU or Alabama or Mississippi or whatever. Because there's not going to be zero teams from the SEC. There could be. It's hard to imagine that. I've... I've I've already resolved that our internal argument with myself to where it Georgia's schedule that that losing of Oklahoma and substituting for Ball State it's they can't afford a loss and the only way they could do it 
is that they lost to Ole Miss and Ole Miss was undefeated and then Georgia beat Ole Miss in the SEC championship game. See, I think that would actually hurt them because 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 Ole Miss would have won at Georgia. Maybe. And, Maybe. But more to the point, is there any way – like let's say the SEC West beats the crap out of each other this year. Goes mm-hmm. to all Big 12 about mm-hmm. it. And there's yeah. like teams with two losses and, who, and Georgia is undefeated going into that and loses to a two-loss Alabama. It would just depend on what else Florida State's loss. I just don't see a scenario where Georgia doesn't make we need it. USC, where, we need USC to lose the Pac-12 championship. That's how TCU So you're going to tell year. me that there's going to be a Big 12 team, Texas, theoretically, uh, an ACC team, Florida State, theoretically, a big, two Big 10 teams or a Big 10 team in Notre Dame? Oh, or so, a Pac-12. So he, here's the scenario. There's no way there's not going to be an SEC team. Here's the scenario. Georgia makes it the SEC championship game but loses to a 10-2 and two Alabama. Undefeated or one-loss Texas wins the Big 12. Undefeated or probably undefeated FSU wins the ACC. Notre Dame goes 11-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Michigan goes undefeated. And or Washington goes undefeated. And or Southern Cal goes undefeated. It's not going to happen. I think the, uh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff right there, but but I don't know. I think you just go win the game. I right? think the only way there's no SEC team is if the SEC West goes all dogs breakfast about this, and everyone has two losses, and there's no there's nobody even in like the top ten, or there's like a, maybe a couple teams that nine and, and, and then they beat Georgia and Georgia and Georgia loses a game in the regular season. Sure, Georgia loses to Tennessee yeah. after Tennessee lo- or whatever or Mississippi. And then loses in the SEC. But all of the other conferences would have to be perfect yeah. for that to happen. No, I think every, no, see, I think if I don't I think they can afford a loss or two if if there's just a bunch of two loss SEC teams. I, I'm telling you. A one loss USC team is getting over it getting in over a two loss SEC team. Oh I Michigan agree. Michigan and Ohio State going undefeated into that game, uh, and then and then one of them losing and the other one winning the Big Ten championship, they're both getting in. Mm-hmm. Probably that's so. how you lose. That's how it happens. But I think the old, I think if Georgia goes undefeated and goes in the SEC championship game undefeated, win or lose, I think they're in. I do. Think I still think it's contextual, just because FSU has a win over the one of the uh, FSU uh, SEC powers. Texas has a win. Presumably, those two teams are going to win their conference, right? And, and probably go undefeated. Not that we're looking past you, South Carolina. Yeah. We are. Are we going to talk about the color, the color wheel of South Carolina, and how Garnet's not a real color? Well, the thing that drives me crazy is that Mississippi State, Alabama, and South Carolina all have the same, and Indiana all have the same color palette. Yeah, it's not. Great. I hate it. And Fine. in fact, if you want to go a step further, I'm aggravated at Toyota because of that. Toyota is a brand that I've driven for years. I've had five different Forerunners. My favorite Forerunner is one I never should have sold, which was a '96. Bulldog red, candy apple red forerunner. And ever since the late nineties, they their red is more of like Garnet or Alabama red. And so I'm angry Just at paint it. that paint. Yeah, you could get a wrap and everything, but I mean you're spending a lot of money for yeah, a forerunner. But I do think that their TRD Pro for 2024 is something called Solar Octane, which is like the color of that Maker's Mark label, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. But I'm not in the market for a new Forerunner right now. <laughs> not in the market. So what were we saying? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about <laughs> we were I think. Uh, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, how about we go over some famous South Carolina alumni or alumnae, alumnus. Is it what is it? Alumni is uh, multiple people. Alumnae is female, and alumnus is a uh, male. 
Okay. I think so. I think that's right. It's hard to tell. Pronouns are changing very dramatically. <laughs> right. Well, someone who I know their pronouns, Mr. Darius Rucker, famous of Hootie and the Blowfish. And famous of uh, um, when I got to go to the Murmur 40th anniversary show, mm. uh, where all the REM, uh, basically, they played REM songs all night that Bird set up. Darius Rucker came and sang beautifully like he like brought the house down at that show there were all these like cool indie rockers that were all right. part of R.E.M. and Rucker showed up and every, no, there what was, song did he sing? he did um, uh, give me a second I will get there but he did he did two songs and he knocked them out of the park and there wasn't a single person there that was like wow Darius Rucker freaking rocks he's spectacular <laughs> like, there, was, there was definitely no like and again these are all like cool hipster normal town music people yeah. who have been who were like Hootie the Blowfish was like ugh and then when he went country ugh now, and he was now those five point of feats he was freaking awesome <laughs> like he was so awesome and so cool yeah I saw him at uh, the Georgia Theater Hootie and the Blowfish at Georgia Theater I think my freshman year of college I mean, think about it. 1994. They were awesome. They were they were on Sports Center back yeah. then with Chris Berman and he's a. I heard the Dolphins make him made cry. him cry. The Dolphins. Is he a Dolphins fan? Yes, yes, he is. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. I guess Dan Marino's in that video. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two of those guys. He's uh, Dan Marino was popular back then. It was in uh, Ace Ventura and uh, yeah. that video. But, yeah, but all those guys went to South Carolina. That's who did the Bloodfish form at yeah, yeah, the University of South Carolina. I know that. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're going next, wasn't it? No, no, oh, no. Okay, okay so uh, famous author. I've actually, uh, I'm famous for not reading books. No, I'm. You know, I know love that, it when people tell me. I know, that. I know. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. This is one of these confession things. I am not proud of that at all. Okay, but you're I, hardly alone. Like I'm yeah, not going to like t- mark we you. We are as also a not proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But a book that I have read. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's uh, Habits for Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, Zig Ziglar. Is he a South Carolina grad? He went to South Carolina. <sighs> that, that is hard for me to that imagine. Doesn't, that doesn't count as a book. <laughs> I know. What <laughs> does my kids say? A chapter book. A chapter book. It is a book. It is bound. Right. 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 Um, but yes. Yeah. NFL. Uh, I think he played this weekend, Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, he was a good player at South Carolina. Was he play for the Patriots? Uh, he's not on my team, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. How did your fantasy team do? I came in first in both my leagues. Walker and Jack did the draft for hours, and he we had Josh Allen. Yeah. And Josh it Allen was close. did not have a great game. He had four turnovers, mm-hmm. and we won by six points with a grand total of 37 to 31. You wow. also didn't have a great game. My starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I was all set up to... Uh, did you drop him? I did drop him. Yeah, I did drop him. Who did you pick up? Achilles were invented. I picked up Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, I had Jordan Love already as my backup, so yeah. I'm, I'm like the Packers right yeah. now. I'm all, uh, but you know, I understand. I understand. It does turn out. Uh, uh, I'm just seeing lots of people asking questions about Infermectin and Achilles injuries. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah well, Achilles are. I think it was more. I think it was more that terrible turf. It. Yeah. Uh, the Meadowlands, not the Meadowlands. Also, it's a, it's, a, it's a 41-year-old man playing football. Because I saw him, you know, Leonard Floyd sacked, yeah, sacked him. him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of a gruesome watch to watch the replay. But his, you, you had to think, you have to think, had he been on a grass field, that toe would have given way because of the dirt. But that toe just stuck and you could see the pop. I mean, I'm not, sorry. Not, yeah. not, not at... Uh, yeah. Not at Nayland. But there was no, uh, yeah, there was no, uh, there was no give. So, man, I hate it because, like I said, that um, 
I had never actively rooted for or against Aaron Rodgers in my career. You know, he'd always played for Green Bay. The Falcons were never really in play uh, that much. Well, they did beat him in that playoff game, um, like the NFC Championship game back in 2016, which was pretty awesome. But I never hated Aaron Rodgers. I, but, I didn't until last year when I had him on my fantasy team. Right. I watched the Hard Knocks, and he was very likable. I'd never spent that much time, I guess you could say, with Aaron, the, in, in Aaron Rodgers' uh, land. But I thought he was great, and I was invested. I was super excited to watch him play last night. I thought the entrance of him running in with the American flag on September 11th was, was breathtaking almost. And then to have that happen... That just that just sucks. I mean, that really sucks because it stole a lot from NFL fans and football fans because you like to see someone 39 years old go in and just oh, try to do his level best to, to because they, they are loaded. The Jets are loaded on the defense. Like the, I mean, they won the game. <laughs> they won the game. They won the game. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but um, when when your brother's Jordan Rogers and you're the jackass between the two, that tells me a lot. So. I gotta say, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I it stinks. The, the Jets are so like that's a fun team. I have friends that are Jets fans. I find I've always been more of a Jets than Giants person from my time in New York. Yeah, I always kind of like the Jets a little bit more. Um, but I actually spent. You remember when they played the Steelers when when Mark Sanchez was a quarterback before the butt fumble? Okay, and he almost won, got them the Super Bowl. Right, they played right. an incredible game, yeah, rookie year. Or something. And I wrote a, uh, I did a story for New York Magazine where I, <laughs> I was still in New York and I got on a bus from Queens. Uh, and it was so it's the coolest football game I've ever been to, and uh, the, the AFC Championship game between the Jets and the Steelers. And I got I got on a bus from Queens and literally took a the bus to Pittsburgh with just a bunch of drunk. Crazy Jets fans, ninety five percent of them cops, and it was a blast. <laughs> All that it was like out. truly one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. And uh, I've always had a soft spot for the Jets, but uh, yeah, the Brady Brady's got to come back. Nope, Brady's come back. unsubscribe. Brady's got to come back. Um, is yeah. anybody else famous from South Carolina? Yeah, um, I, I, I was surprised with this. Charlie Weiss. Former Notre Dame, oh. former Kansas, former... Decided schematic advantage, Charlie Weiss? Charlie Weiss huh. is a graduate of South Carolina. And so is another football coach, one of my favorites of all time, Dan Reeves. Coach uh, the Falcons, yeah, coach I knew the that. Cowboys. I, knew that. Um, I thought you were going to say Leary, but no. He, nope. didn't. he did not also graduate from several other places. Nope. And then um, one of my... I guess when I think of 1980s NBA basketball... I, this is one of the guys I, I think of because uh, I, I, maybe it was the uniform or his name, but Alex English. Oh yeah, for the Denver Nuggets. Huh. Went to South Carolina. Do you remember the movie that he was in? No, he was in a movie called Not Am- Space Jam. No, not Space Jam. A movie called Amazing Grace and Chuck. It was about a professional. <laughs> it was about a little kid who was again. It was it came out in the eighties. Obviously, uh-huh. when you hear the plot, you'll know it's from the eighties. About who was against the proliferation of nuclear weapons. Okay. And so he started like a campaign for people to not uh, – he's a big sports fan. So he said we should not play basketball until uh, we get rid of nuclear weapons. And so until, Alex until English – Urbana from bans nuclear yes. weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and so Alex English is a played a star basketball player. Look it up. Amazing Grace and Chuck on IMDb. Uh, I was a, thinking blue chips. but okay. And Alex English <laughs> plays the character – 
uh, where, where he stops in the middle of the game and says, I will no longer play basketball until we get rid of nuclear weapons. There were so many movies like that in the 80s where like, like Superman 4 is about the quest for peace. It gets 5.8 out of 10. It's a horrible movie. Alex English is not a good actor. <laughs> but um, so the, I, John that, Lithgow, I believe, is in that, that movie. Should, we should reboot that movie. No. No, 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 reboot, no reboot. No reboot. No reboot of that movie. Um, anybody else famous from something? Yes, Carolina? yes. So uh, I think it was back in 2009, I was down at Kiwa Island with the family, and we had ordered some pizza, and we had gone over to Freshfields Village, which if you've been to Kiwa Island, you know where that is. And we were waiting for our pizza, and there was this older gentleman sitting there having a drink at the bar, and my wife and I were having a, a, a respite from our infant and toddler at the time, uh, Jack and Walker, uh, waiting, we were like, we'll, we'll go pick up the pizza because that way we can we can leave them with the grandparents. But anyway, we were sitting at the bar, sitting and quiet, and have a started drink. Started talking to this old man sitting there as well, and it was Steve Spurrier, wasn't it? it? We, were, we were talking football. You know, I'll talk to anyone, especially at a bar, right? Yeah. And it was um, he started talking, and and you know, you, you get into that that thing. Well, what do you do? And he's like, I'm in I'm in uh, the football business. It's like, oh, really? I, lo- I love football. Well, what what team? He's like, well. I'm in I'm in Houston uh, with with the Houston Texans, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Well, I, I have family from Houston. My mom grew up in Baytown, Texas, and started talking about this. And then, as I'm talking to him, I'm like, is it Jerry Jones? No, it's not Jerry Jones, but he kind of looks like Jerry Jones. Who's the guy? And then finally, I was like, Bob McNair. You're Bob uh, McNair. Wait, Bob McNair went Bob to South McNair. Carolina. Bob McNair went to South Carolina, and we hung out at a waiting to pick up pizzas. And Kiowa Island. I'm sure his house at Kiowa was a little bit nicer than the one we had rented. But uh, yeah, multi-billionaire Bob McNair, oil so man. We're going kind of back of, to the Georgia South Carolina house metaphor, huh? The Georgia South Carolina right. house metaphor. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, Bob McNair. Uh, rest in peace. He th- he passed away a few years back. I'm, uh, you shouldn't blame yourself. Uh, so now uh, think about uh, the the 1980s. Uh, the show Entertainment Tonight. Who comes to mind? <laughs> we instantly did that. Yeah, um, um, uh, uh, the guy that wrote the song, Bob Davison. No, no, who was what, the the lady that was the host? Oh, oh. Marley. No, not Marley Matten. She, she was the. She's uh, at Dodger games. Yes, yeah, she's always at Dodgers game. Uh, Mary Hart. Right, that's not her. Who replaced her? Oh, uh, Mary is, Hart Jr. No, 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 you're right though. I'm gonna get there. She's she's the one the Dodgers game. No, Mary Hart went to Dodger James. Oh, Dodgers oh, game. Um, oh, the replacement to Mary Hart went to South Carolina. It's not Vanna White, who's also was from she South Carolina. later on the was initials she on the Today are, Show. Uh, probably uh, okay, starts with L, ends with G, or the sec- last name is G. Uh, Lisa Gibbons. That's correct. Lisa Gibbons went to South Carolina. All right, moving along. Um, baseball player. A uh, friend of uh, Chris Kirk. I know these guys are buddies. Uh, they they hang out at spring training. Chris goes goes down Ray spring Tanner. Training. No, Jackie Bradley Jr. Ah, former Red Sox player. Okay. When you think about 1980s, frustrated, awesome, mic'd up coaches that coached the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, uh, White Sam White Sam Weish. He's, maybe he's the one that told everybody to shut up. Uh, he's the one that went over the internet. <laughs> That's what he did because the, the, there was a problem where he uh, that they were be- the uh, Bengals fans were being rude. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's he, right. And he went over the microphone and he said, "Let's try to chill out." 
Everybody behave. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in live in Cincinnati. It was a great way to like. It, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, was he was one awesome. of the first. You know, I would watch those Steve Sable NFL films, and yeah, he was yeah, always yeah. you know him and Glanville yeah. seemed to be always the ones that kind of made made their mark on that. Um, all right, so college basketball. Um, I mean, this guy was famous for almost going to coach South Carolina and then pulled out of it, kind of like what uh, What's-His-Face from Kansas did to Georgia. Glenn Mason did Glenn that. Mason did to Georgia. Uh, he coached at Georgia Tech. He was Irish. Oh, George Leary. No. No. Uh, God, I met him. I, I talked to him at the salt and pepper ACC hair. championship game after Bobby Crimmins. Oh, Bobby Crimmins. I talked Bobby to him. Bobby Crimmins. Yeah, he was part of the Brooklyn Pipeline from Al McGuire. Yeah. Uh, when it, back when South Carolina – I uh, was very good in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They they won the ACC football championship in '96. And then um, '69. Uh, famous Atlanta nice. Falcon defensive end played for many years. I think he was on the Super Bowl team. Maybe, maybe not. John Abraham, oh, okay. awesome, awesome player at South Carolina. And then someone who came, who was uh, significant for this past week, actually yesterday, September 11th, Andrew Card. Oh yeah, I think the, he was the, uh, the one that the gave. For- Oh, gave yeah, the, 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 word, the famous yeah. video of him whispering in George Bush. Because he was the press agent for George W. Bush. Right, yeah. right. So Andrew Card went to South Carolina. Um, Georgia has 54 wins. South Carolina has 19 wins. I think it's less than 20. This, yeah. yeah, and this, um, this long-running series. Georgia's home record versus South Carolina is 30-9. and the conference record, which I was, uh, I found it cool that this was broken out. They're twenty one and ten in conference. Wow, thirty, wow, thirty one years. It's been wow. a, it's been a long time since nineteen ninety two. And then in the last 10, 10 matchups, Georgia is eight and two. Not as good as uh, they're run against Kentucky lately, but you know the the nineteen matchup, and then there's probably one okay. in the end of Rick. Keep in mind, our man Grayson Lambert. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, so uh, in that run. Made Steve Spurrier's ass quit. And before we get to our pick them, pick also I have a trivia. Okay, oh, no. yeah, I have a trivia. I, okay. I actually thought about this when I was at the game, thinking leading up to the South Carolina game. So here is my. It, it is a hot potato. Okay, I love hot potato. Right. This is a for Georgia fans. You will enjoy this. Give me the last eleven teams that Georgia. Has lost to. Oh my God. Okay. I don't need the year. Okay. Just, get I, the just le- literally teams. the team. Eleven. And okay. you'll see why I did eleven. Okay. Uh, when we get this, so give okay. me the eleven right. teams that Georgia first. has lost. The most recent eleven teams that Georgia has lost to. Okay. Go. The, the last team Georgia lost to was Alabama. There is one. South Carolina. Correct. Uh, LSU. Correct. Uh, Auburn. Correct. Florida. Correct. Tennessee. Correct. Vanderbilt. That was the Nick Trump game. That's correct. Yes. On your birthday. Yes. Thanks a lot, Will. Thanks a lot. I, I'll take. I'll say Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Correct. Uh, are there are there repeated teams? No, we're not kind of repeated yeah. teams. Oh, it's just okay. literally the last ten teams that do it. Ole Miss. Correct. Georgia Tech. Correct. Remember, bowl games count. Bowl games count. Okay, Texas. Correct. Who is the last one? Tony, this is... Hold on. This is a tough one. I had to go back three extra years to get this one, mm. but it was when I still lived in Athens. Oh, you did live in Athens. Oh, I know it. I know it. 
You don't. You moved to. I moved in June 2013. You don't know this, but I do. Because I was with Will when this happened. There's actually one after, before that. <gasps> I actually thought about that one, but there's actually so one So that would have been the 12th. Clemson would have been the 12th. Clemson would have been the 12th. <laughs> they lost, the first game I ever watched when I moved to Athens, I went to your house and had a great time watching Georgia lose. But that is not actually it. They oh, actually Missouri. All, Missouri is actually also not it because oh. there's another game they lost after Missouri. That year they lost to Vanderbilt and they lost to Auburn. But there's one more loss in 2013. Did they lose that, Kentucky that year? That, nope. No. That is more recent than Missouri. Oh, the bowl game. Who? You're talking about the bowl game. Hold on. I am talking about the bowl game. Who was it? I will let you even know the game. The game what was itself, the bowl game? The game itself was the, hang on, the Gator Bowl. Oh, in Nebraska. No Nebraska way. Is ne- correct. It goes back that far. The though. 11th team. Now, that year, there are there there is uh, Missouri right. and Clemson are on that list of that year. But um, yes, yeah, so that is. That, a, I thought it was, that I was, was a thinking, great one. I thought it was a fun trivia question. That was really good. You yeah. so, good. Yeah. So, but if it wasn't for Nebraska, because uh-huh. there's like three more years where there's no one, so there's no Kentucky on that list. Uh-huh. Georgia has not lost to Kentucky since I moved to Athens, Georgia. I remember the last time they lost to Kentucky. Uh, I think it was 2009. And I had taken Jack was at the game. It was a night game. It was freezing cold. And I was frustrated because Georgia had a lead and they lost it. And I knew they were going to lose the game when they blasted Miley Cyrus's party in the USA. And I was so aggravated, even though my three-year-old loved it at the time. So I, I enjoyed that. that yeah, You're that, right. That's a great, that's a great question. Thank you for calling back yeah. the first time. The first game I watched, I still, there's still an Instagram. Thank you for the music. Paper. Yeah, of course. Uh, the, that's inst- a great question. An Instagram photo of me preparing with my then one-and-a-half-year-old William Leach to go out to this place I'd never heard of called Oconee County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, where'd go. you go watch the game? We watched it. I watched it with Scott. Oh, I, I was in East Athens. Yeah, so. Oh, you were in East Athens? Yeah. It all seemed yeah. very yeah. Oconee County. It was a, it was, East Athens is it's way out there. It was a long such way a five-point thing. I mean, oh I, well, for, the, for the record, it's I had, close to Oconee. I had been in Athens for like two fair, months. Fair, fair. Yeah. So like, I didn't know right. anything. You went, past, anything. You went yeah. past the last grocery store and yeah. suddenly it's like, yeah. I could be in Savannah. Yeah, yeah. it was when Barnett Shoals takes like three lefts yeah. and it's yeah. still the same I name. mean, that's before <laughs> Turn my, right on Barnett Shoals and the that's left before my parents lived in East yeah. Athens. Right. Right. Before they, uh, so yeah. Right. Anyway, so thank you. I, I thought about that question of the game because I was like, when are the la- at last 10 actual teams? And I figured it out now and I realized, okay, we have to do 11 because yeah. we have to go back to that 13 season. Yeah. So we got a a question real quick. Um, This comes from Timothy Watts. He has uh, asked questions for many years, long-time listener. He uh, he gave a a preamble first or an introduction. He says, howdy, y'all. Hope you're well. There's something bittersweet about reengaging with the show after moving back from California to Georgia. Bitter because I strangely miss the very rare, and I, I, I can see where he's coming from, but non-existent encounters I would have with Georgia fans in which we would give each other an earnest and hearty exchanges of hunkering fashion amongst the quinoa and granola-filled climate of the Golden Coast. Love the, the descriptive uh, words mm-hmm. on that. And sweet because now I'm able to crack a cold one on Saturdays in God's country, and I feel more connected with the fan base. I'm writing y'all with some questions, but as per usual... Don't feel like you have to respond to any or all of them. Cheers. So he wrote four. I'm going to just have y'all pick. What number should I read? Three. Number three? Agreed. You fine with that? All right. Question number three. Each head coach is... Oh, this is perfect, Tony. This is, I'm glad you picked this. Each SEC head coach is an Athens restaurant. 
Who's what establishment? Oh my goodness. Um, okay, let's get let's get them all in front. Yeah, of I, got, us. I guess yeah, I got to get coaches from. All right, here I have uh, Athlon. Sport. Uh, this is this is a fun can, question. Can Athlon Sport will just start just, at the front. All right. Okay, current SEC. You're probably coaches. better at this than I am, Tony. All right, uh, Florida Gators, Billy Napier. And for, remember, so are we doing Athens or are we doing Clark County? You said uh, Athens, Athens Restaurant. Clark County. It's, yeah, it's a unified. Does, I know. I, as we said before the show, sometimes you Oconee County people try to use Classic City in the names of your places. I don't. And uh, as my friend has pointed out, you should have to pay Clark County taxes if you use Classic City. I don't use Classic City. I know. I'm not. I don't own a business, so I have no actual dog in this fight. Uh, okay, let's start with Nick Saban. Let's start with Nick Saban. Right, Saban. I, I would say Saban is actually 5-10. and 10. Saban, t- I would argue it's a place that has been established for a long Agreed. time. It's, it's generally thought of as the gold standard. But there's been a lot of new challengers that have come in. A lot of the things that they're doing are more like Hugh doesn't live here, for example, oh, anymore. Really? Moved? And, oh, yeah, he lives in New York. I did some photos of his house. Yeah, I know I know Hugh quite well. So yeah. now, so like Hugh lives in New York. He actually lives in New York now. Okay. And uh, so, like, I think he still owns the restaurant, but he's no Empire State South anymore. Does that does that have a thing in the national anymore? Five. That I would I would argue that this one's right. Right. Five and ten is definitely Nick Saban. Okay. Next is Kirby Smart. Let's say Chuck's Kirby. Fish. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, yeah, he Chuck's does own fish, it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I like Chuck's Fish, yeah. but yeah. it's not the Kirby Smart of restaurants. Um, but what you would need would be a nice restaurant, but also is not normal towny. Right. I would no, probably no, of say, yeah. So, and so, it's got to be somewhat Slater. new. Slater's. Slater, I like Slater's, yeah. I, but I feel like it's got to be a little bit more. It's got to be elite. Yeah, I um, maybe last resort. Last resort, I think, is probably the answer here. Yeah, I would say last resort. I mean, I mean just that. for their cakes. Yeah, and I would say last resort is so tied in. Again, I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but one of the most amazing things I've ever heard Kirby Smart say was when they asked him after they won the national championship, "Wow, what was that? What was the parade like?" And he was like, "Oh, it was like that widespread show from a random year that I don't know anything about." Right. And every single person was like, "Oh my god, totally!" <laughs> so I feel like that is. Like Athens, yeah, and as Athens core enough, right. that that's got to be last resort. Yeah. I think last resort is the right answer. Um, Brian Kelly, Harry <laughs> <laughs> <Harry> visits. <laughs> no, let's see, Brian Kelly. It's not here anymore. Hmm. Brian Kelly would have been Donna Chang's, which would be uh, white people impersonating an ethnicity that they don't have. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, which, for the record, I did not have a problem with. By it the way, it was great food. Some people did had a problem that I did not have a problem with. I the liked food it was great. I liked it better when it was Donna Chang's than whatever it is now. Yeah. Well, now now it's great because it's not Donna Chang's anymore. It's not even Donna. It was. It was the. Uh, they changed it to dinner party. Dinner party, which is a stupid name, a name so stupid that I made fun of it in my book. Um, um, but okay, but now it's Bar Bruno, which is where we had our let's, party, let's, and Bar Bruno is awesome. Okay. Yeah, so this is hard because I want to be careful. I don't want to piss off any potential sponsors. Uh, but and this is a place I actually like, so understand well, where like, I come from. We like this. Brian Kelly. Um, We're not going to pick any places that we don't like. To right. oh, that I got one game. in my unless head. it's Billy Napier. I got one in my head. Okay. Um, so. I'm going to say um, Polly's Polly's Crepe Shop. Okay. Um, a lot of people think it's a lot better than it is. <laughs> it's a place that you can always find 
some people at that you're not quite sure what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dr- the drinks are pretty good. No, I, I like it. I like it. And, Next, I like, and I like Polly's. Next is a good one. Lane Kiffin. Oh. Lane Kiffin. Come on, Tony. You got to... God, I, I hate to be this way, but Lane Kiffin, 100% is Dooley's downtown. 100% Dooley's downtown. Uh, really good bar food. You'd never know when a fight's going to break out. Yeah, and, and it just kind of and, and could go away at you any right, second. Because it changes locations <laughs> all the could time. Could go away at yep. any second. Yep. Uh, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, next is jo- uh, Josh Heupel. Uh, he looks like Chumley every time I see him on the on TV. Uh, let's but see. I, I, for the record, what everyone's thoughts about Josh Heupel in Tennessee, or sorry, UT Knoxville, uh, you know, that is, you, there's a level of success that they've had that mm-hmm. some coaches on this list are not going to have. So I think we can put some, a little they've been, bit of They've been hot lately. They've been kind of. Yeah. That, that, see, this might be Slater's. This might be Slater's. Of a yeah, thing that's Slater's been hot is too lately. good for Josh Heupel. Yeah, I know, I know, but like again, that's we all like these. Okay, but it's I like love Sliders. I love Sliders. It's on a hot streak right now, yeah, right. and yeah. it's in a good spot. Yeah, and uh, yes, so well, it's that, had a lot of turnover in that location yeah. previous. Yes, yes. Oh, excellent, excellent. Mark Stoops. This is an interesting one. Marker this seven. Because this has been around. For, I I think I like marker seven. I Just think because he, of the name alliteration. Yeah, as I, well. I, was, I think you want some place that's like a little underrated. Though. Okay. Do you want a place underrated or do you want a place that is consistently the same? It's just good, but not great, but been around for a long time. Yeah. Do you have a suggestion? Porterhouse. Uh, Porterhouse is not bad. Porterhouse is not. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad one. And again, I don't hate and Porterhouse. You forget about it. I don't, yeah. I, I don't hate Porterhouse, but also no one thinks like, damn, we're going to Porterhouse. Right. Is that De Palma's? Is De Palma's a potentially spot for that as well? I have a soft spot for De Palma's. I like De Palma's. But I that's where Chris and I no, are. No, I, think, I think you're right because... I, I've, I've had a few meals at Porterhouse. They've all been great, but I never think about it. Yeah. 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 Tim, thanks for asking this question. We're never getting sponsored again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Jimbo Fisher. This huh. is a good question. Jimbo Fisher. Is that the oh. one you had in mind? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, it's not. Oh. Um, Tread lightly on this one. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher. This would be where they won't sponsor you. <laughs> Because um, it's a dumpster. It's a grease fire. What you're looking for is a place that is super expensive but not worth it. Oh. <laughs> so we don't have to yeah. actually... I'm about that. to say something controversial. I do not mean for it to be controversial. This is a personal belief. And do not hate me for this. Mama's boy. Oh. I got, I, so I like, <laughs> not a bad call. Here's my mama's boy thing. I also am not a crazy mama's boy person either. I go there once a year. I go there once a year yeah. on New Year's Day. I take my boys there every New Year's Day because I get there really early because no, the, the black eyed peas. Yeah, um, uh, no, we just always get biscuits. Oh. And, but I actually, I kind of like this one. I kind of, I think you may be right, and which is to say, still good. Yeah, but maybe not. Like I'll put it this way: we talked about when Seth had the athletic crew, and they all like. Well, of course they went to Mama's boy. You rolled your eyes a little. You rolled your eyes a little. I sprained my eyeballs. That they were going to Mama's Boy. Mm-hmm. That is excellent. 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 Okay, next. Hugh Freeze. Mm. Hugh Freeze. Yeah, careful on this one too, Tony. Uh, we're getting down to the bottom of the run here. I just I have to give a shout out to the National that I love the National. None of these people are going to be the National, but I was hoping can, someone would land the National. Can we but. say, and, and hear me out, can we say uh, Mellow Mushroom because it's right around the corner from Toppers? You're thinking I guess Malzahn, but I'm down for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea. I would no, say no. You're right. Oh my god. You know you're right. I had the wrong guy. Sorry, yeah. Gus. Yeah. Um, 
That's right. It's Mellow Mushroom. Actually, what you should say is the Sonic out on the west side because oh it's close to oh my God. Tokyo Spa. That's, oh, that's not in business anymore. It's goodness. a Verizon store. No, you're thinking a happy happy spa that's oh, okay. on the east side. There's a there is a, there is a place. That's <laughs> interesting. There is a place I think it's called Tokyo that is stuck down industrial something behind okay. the Habitat for Humanity. I would believe that. So I'm realizing now why everybody looks at me weird when I go in that Verizon store and start asking for, <laughs> our, for only our, only uh, if you go in the only you park in the back and go in the back. Door. Okay, Shane Beamer. <laughs> Shane Beamer. Okay, Shane Beamer is. I have a theory on this, but I'd like to hear yours. Um. Shane Beamer is Barbaritos. Okay. Um, it's not too expensive. They do the special things really well. You're going to end up with your food on the floor at some point. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I think you may like, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, yes, I'm not a, I would actually put Beamer more in like, to, to bring up an old sponsor, I might bring that more in like the El Barrio. So I think it's a, I like a barrio more than Barbaritos, and I think okay, yeah, I can, and, I can, and, I, I, you know, I can amend that. That's that's not a great point. And I think Beamer's a little like the average Mexican place you're going to, El Barrio is a little bit better. Yeah, correct. And I think that's fair. And I would yeah. say that like maybe if you want to go, if you want to go, uh, what's the place on Prince? Uh, not not Aqu- Aqualenda. Aqualenda. Yeah. Aqualenda would be another right. good example. So yeah, it's a place that it's a little I, bit I like better I, than I like your Barrio. It's like El Barrio. It's it's look. It's not where the real head, heads go, um, but it is a is good food at a good price, and you will not find up with your food on the floor yeah. unless you start Spencer Rabbit. I am I am a, a Barbarito skeptic. You should know. Um, okay, next. Okay, this might be my spot. Sam Pittman. But uh, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously yeah yeah. Agreed. <laughs> okay, we got four more. We're just out. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm sorry for poor Billy for whatever restaurant we toss into Billy Napier. Crab Hut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm it right might be that. gone in three months. Yeah, I might be over that. Be you're over. getting you're getting seafood in a bag, guys. Okay, Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz. That's good. I have a theory on this one. Okay, he's very Jason's Deli. Like like very oh midwestern, yes. very like midwesterners love guys. Ice Jason cream's free. Deli. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, like my like I took my dad to Jason's. It's like this place is amazing. Midwesterners love Jason's. Of course, Deli. Brian Kelly. Uh, Brian Leach loves, loves yes. Jason's. Yes. Deli. Like I, I no arguments. My Alexa is repulsed by Jason's Deli. Ten Everyone for ten. I know from the south is like, why would you eat like that sad ham croissant sandwich? Big Midwesterners love stuff like that. Ten out of ten. It's no notes. Definitely Jason's Deli. Um, okay, Clark Lee. Who? This is the guy that's Vanderbilt. I know. Um, Isn't there a Clark's restaurant? Clark Standard. Um. Yeah, the Clark Lee's hard because you just really don't he, want to make fun of the guy. Yeah. Well, he went to he went to Vanderbilt. He's coaching there, and he's going to stay there. He's not going to jump around. So, what's an Athens establishment? How about, about. Uh, how about uh, Weaver D's? Always going to go out of business? <laughs> yeah, but still hanging on. Still hanging on. And an institution, even though no one actually ever goes there. Is there a place there. that's rebuilding? <laughs> yeah, Weaver D's. I can yeah, do we'll that. And we have Zach Arnett, who is a uh, Mississippi State. Brand new. Okay. Zach. Followed up a legend. Brand new. Is this, uh, you know, uh, hey, I got it. It's uh, the new pizza place where the grit used to be. 
Oh yeah, automatic. No, not no, automatic. Not, like, um, um, uh, I actually really like this place, Eddie's or Eddie. What's it yeah, called? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can live with that. Uh, 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 I forgot the name of it, and yeah. I really like the pizza. Actually, it's the Detroit pizza. Yeah, Detroit style. I didn't know that was there. Yeah, I can it's live very good. It's yeah. great. It used to be, and frankly, I will let you know. This is why I'm a terrible Athens person, or this terrible normal town person. I never went to the Grip once ever because I just kind of really. Never and, did I. Um, I. But I've been to this place several times. Yeah, when I heard look, it was vegetarian, I was like, no, I'm out. Look, yeah, it's this part of my, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to go there. I, I still want sponsors. Well, they're, they're I want sponsors. They're I want sponsors. Okay. Yeah, but some of the I people hear. involved are still yeah. in town. So. Maybe they're listeners. Yeah. Thanks, th- thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. We, this is we, don't, I, we don't like making money. So yeah, This is where I give the shout out to uh, The National, which is actually probably my favorite restaurant in Athens. Yeah. Uh, and I love the expat. Shout out to the yeah. expat. Expat's I take good. my son to uh, – I take my son uh, – and also – one place where unfortunately we were not able to nail down, which I would argue is the most difficult place to get a table in Athens right now, which is Easy and Simone's. Easy and Simone's is a terrific. That, that is a been. good one. Yeah. Easy and Simone's would be a good. If there were a coach that were kicking it right now, yeah. that you're like, oh, look out. Easy uh, and Simone's would be that. Place. And let me be clear. Let me be clear about this. Every place that we mention, I eat at fairly regularly. Okay, yeah. I intentionally stayed away from places I would not go to because it's. I probably could not say meaner things. No, and uh, I'm going to give you the name of the Detroit South Pizza Place, uh, which is because it's really good and it's very Athens local. Not a sponsor could be. Not a sponsor could be. It is Emmy Squared. Emmy Squared. Yeah. Emmy Squared is the name okay. of the place. Well, now we are Fun into- question. That, that was, was a good question. question. Yeah, Thank thanks, you, Timothy. Um, now we are into the Passion Autos Pick'em Contest. Make sure if you are in the market for a teenage driver's car, that's kind of what they specialize in over at Passion Autos in Watkinsville. Um, anything between seven thousand and thirty thousand dollars, they have an on-site mechanic, uh, and Scott and Robbie are going to take care of you. I even saw on one of their Instagram stories this week they were able to find a car that would be tax tag and title five thousand dollars. First one, I, I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. I talked to Robbie this week. Uh, they typically try to stay to seven thousand for a very specific reason. They don't feel like they can get a car out the door for five thousand dollars that they feel comfortable selling. That's how that's how they approach it. Uh, they're just like we just we cannot buy a used car and turn around and get it the way we want it to be and sell it for five thousand dollars. And we just won't do that. But they're able to do that from one of their one of their clients. That's the way they view it. They they view it very much as a service, not as used car sales. Yeah. So go to passionautosllc.com or passionautos underscore Oconee on Instagram. I'd like to know at, at, when I, this week I was unable. To, one of my saddest things I was I was not able to. What I, makes me really sad when I go to a game and do not get to go by your tailgate. And part of that was because I had to, You're in charge, I yeah. had to volunteer yeah. this weekend. But uh, it was very easy because no one was really there yeah. this weekend. But uh, I'll have you know, I told several people who have kids around 11 to 13 to 14 specifically about uh, about this. Uh, what's the name of the sponsor again? Passion Autos. Passion Talk Autos. to Robbie. Talk to Scott. Okay, Robbie Scott. That's right. So starting with our picks, we've got Georgia Southern at Wisconsin, and uh, it's the first ever meeting. Georgia Southern is one and two all time versus the Big Ten. They've lost to Indiana, Minnesota, and they beat beat Nebraska Nebraska last year. Yep. So uh, Wisconsin's favored by eighteen and a half, and I'm I had a rough week last week, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Taking whiskey. Absolutely, also taking Wisconsin. Have then, we done any score? Do we have any updates, by the way? On I like- will do that when we finish. Before we get to the Georgia pick, Okay, I will okay. update. Got it. 
Um, next, we have another Georgia school, Georgia State, going up to Charlotte. Uh, Georgia State's favored by seven and a half. They've played four times before. They've split them all. Uh, so this is a, a non-conference Sunbelt versus American conference. And um, so I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. I think the Panthers from GSU win 24 to 10, just like the Falcons beat the Panthers last weekend, 24 to 10. That sounds about right to me. G-State. Yep. Yeah, give me, give me the Panthers. Moving right along, we have another interesting non-conference uh, intersectional. Is that what it is? Intersectional matchup? Yeah. Okay, we've got Minnesota row the boat going down to Mac Brown. This is kind of a fun Eric, little game. Absolutely, kind of okay, not intersectional because that would imply like Iowa State, Minnesota. Like, cool. That, yeah, that, that would require me to like try to figure out the right pronoun. This is the first ever <laughs> meeting, <laughs> right? This is the first ever meeting. Minnesota is four and four versus the <laughs> ACC as we know it. Um, all but one of those have been in bowl games. I didn't care to look up who they've played, so I. Won't tell you, and I'm going to pick North Carolina. They've been battle tested. Yeah, Minnesota should have lost to Nebraska. Like, no, like uh, that was that was a game. Where Nebraska was the better team in that game. Um, I'm taking North Carolina, and I'll probably put this pretty high. Yeah, North Carolina is shaping up to be um, the 2016 Arkansas team that just like, you know what? We're going to skirt around, and we're going to make it interesting. Probably take our shirt off. <laughs> uh, still going to be North Carolina. Then we've got the. Um, what is this called? The Border War, the Battle Royale. What is it? The Backyard Brawl. Backyard, Backyard Brawl. Pitt, Pitt, West Virginia. At West Virginia. It's almost a pick'em game. Pitt's favored by one and a half. Uh, this is, last year it was resurrected after an 11-year hiatus. Um, this is the first time in Morgantown since 2011, so you know some couches will be burnt yeah. if West Virginia wins. And it's the 106th meeting all time between these two schools. 2011, that's the last time they played? The no, last no, time they played in Morgantown. Okay. Yeah. They resurrected it last year. Um, I get, I'm going to go with the home team, West Virginia. There were better eras for this game. Yeah. Like we've missed some t- Like This is not the exact great best time to have this game. I will take... I'm taking Pitt... I'm taking Pitt if uh, right Pat Narduzzi really really wants to win some games right now because he wants that Michigan State job. Yes, he does. He wants they, that Michigan State they'll pay some crazy money. To and uh, and and so I and we haven't really we talked a little about Mel Tucker on the uh, on the pregame show, I mean the postgame show. Uh, I mean, dude, he's got the job because of his time at Georgia. Like it feels like it should be probably acknowledged. Uh, but man, that is uh, that was uh, that's that's some bad scene. I'm taking I'm taking uh, uh, Pittsburgh. I am taking um, the Chancellor of Pittsburgh as a law school classmate of mine, the University of Georgia graduate, John Gable. I will take the Pitt Panthers. Okay, and then uh, for a 27th all-time meeting, um, this will be the Nittany Lions at the Fighting Illini. Illinois. Illinois has won only 6 times out of 27. They won last year. Mm-hmm. I'm done picking they Illinois. Won last year. Same. They, they won they won 2 years ago in the okay. crazy in the crazy 9 overtime game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that I'm also crazy. done picking Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bummer cuz I think if Illinois would have beat Kansas, I think this is could have where, been their game day. I don't know if it might have been game day. Uh, I'm going to guess the way things are right now, it would surprise me if everything's going to be in Boulder every weekend the rest yeah. of the year. Everybody's getting a piece of the Is game day going to Boulder? It's yep. bo- and so is Fox. And, and big noon Sunday. Well, yeah. Um, so, But this is the, the noon game. Illinois, I think, is going to be better than they were against Kansas. I hope. I picked them to win the West. Yeah. They looked, ba- they looked better in the second half. They looked better in the second half. They just didn't look the way that you expect a Burt team to look. 
Uh, my excitement about Illinois is that I'm sorry, Luke Allmeyer's really good. Allmeyer is good. He's, he's, he's a revelation. He is a really good quarterback, and he's only a sophomore. Like this is not like Devito, where he only gets one year. Allmeyer's going to be the dude for them for three years. So that is excitement long term. But I. I'm sad to say I do not think Illinois is as good as I thought they were going to be. So yeah. I, think it's I had this game State. down for Penn State winning, despite yeah. Illinois winning the West. But um, I'm not sure Illinois is winning the West now, I'm sad to say. I'm staying with it at least one more weekend. Yeah. I was hopeful, but yeah, that, that there's there's issues. Then we've got uh, BYU heading down to Arkansas. Arkansas is favored by 10 and a hook. Um, first time meeting was last year in Provo. Arkansas won 52 to 35. I think Arkansas will do it again. They're going to beat BYU. <laughs> They're closer to sea level and <laughs> nearer to pork barbecue. So, yeah. I'm, uh, I would like to see Mormons in Arkansas. Vegas. Probably <laughs> are. They probably already are. There's yeah. four or five of them. Yeah. Um, Those Ozark Mountains. I'm taking Arkansas. I'm less sold on this game than I think uh, maybe a lot of people are. So, uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas is hosting an SEC team for the first time ever in the regular season. Vandy travels to UNLV. UNLV. Uh, I've seen that stadium. I haven't been in. It's right behind Mandalay Bay, right kind of off the Vegas Strip. Probably going to go watch UNLV play there this season. Yeah, you've talked about that. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. But um, I will be there for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I think uh, Vandy. Vandy wins. Yeah, I'll take Vandy. It'll be. It's actually Vandy's favored by three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me the doors. Okay. It's a weird Vandy like. Yeah. 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 Georgia Tech goes to Oxford. Ole Miss is favored by 22.5. Last year they beat Georgia Tech 40 to nothing. Kind of like the Cowboys over the Giants. Um, was that early? It was early last year. Uh, probably about the same yeah, time. Yeah, but it was maybe. before he got fired. Yeah, I think, I yeah. think, I think yeah. Jeff was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the interesting thing is Georgia Tech and Ole Miss were both founding members of the SEC in 1932. Along with Tulane. Correct. Tech was a member from 1932 to 1964. How many times did Ole Miss and Tech play during that time? 30 years. Seven. I'll take the over slightly. None. They never played. They never played. Wow. Ole Miss is 3-2 and two all-time versus Tech, and this is the first ever meeting in Oxford, which blew my mind. Wow. For what it's worth, Georgia Tech could have beaten Louisville. Early this year, like, yeah, like yeah. they should have won yeah. that game. Oh no, they're and they're better. They're better. They are better. Like I, I, they're not good enough to win this game, and they're not going to beat Georgia. But I actually think Georgia Tech is a little bit better than our default assumption of them is. Yeah, I mean to to to, to go back to the house metaphor, they don't have termites and the roof is falling in. They just have shingled lice. Yeah, yeah, they have the same thing they've always had. But, yeah, but uh, you know, and then uh. I guess, yeah, the border war of uh, Kansas State at Missouri, the 99th all-time meeting. Can't call it that. It's Kansas, Kansas-Missouri. Kansas, Kansas-Missouri is this border war. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's actually called the border war. Yeah. Oh, Kansas, really? Yeah. yeah. But this, yeah. okay, I get it. This is not. Okay, but they, I just I can't handle the Jayhawk heat. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas State, by the way, I remind you once again, official team of the BTK Killer. Also, BTK Killer's team's going to win this week. First time in Como since 2010. Mm-hmm. For Kansas State. Um, Give me the purple, purple Cats. Missouri's wobblier than I thought they would be dude, right now. They took, it, they took the whole game to beat Mill Tissy. Yeah. Just, like, and listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just clicked Missouri. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm taking Missouri, but uh, no, I'm not taking Missouri. I'm taking. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm choices. Not, I'm not taking Missouri. It's choices. So we got uh, LSU at Mississippi State. LSU's favored by ten and a half. Since 2012, here's how the series has gone for LSU: win, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, win. You think it's going to buck the the yeah, trend? I do. That that's the that feels like the SEC equivalent of a scoregami. There was an NFL scoregami. There was. I retweeted yeah. that. Yeah, it was. Um, I forget now, but yeah. there was one. Huh. Wow. Um, but uh, I am taking LSU. Uh, but in th- in two years, mm-hmm. I could see Mississippi State. Zach Arnett's yeah. a good coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do uh, the Bulldog. Or no, 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 I'm not. I'm going to do the Tigers. This isn't 2020 when yeah. Mississippi State beat LSU. The first ever number one team in the Bowl Championship Series. That's the, right. The, the craziest thing ever. Never ever. One of the, Dak Prescott. All, an all-timer of a trivia question. Yes. <laughs> that Mississippi State is the, is, was the first yeah. time we're going to. Nobody but, wait until last Saturday, yeah. listeners will get that correct. All right, and then we've got uh, UTK at Florida. UTK is favored by 7.5. Um, again, both original members of the SEC, and they played between 1932 and 1992 when SEC went from 10 to 12. They only played 17 times. Um, 1992 until now, they've played every year, and Tennessee Knoxville has only won seven times, and they have not beaten Florida and Gainesville since 2003. Only seven point game. Yeah, huh. I think Tennessee Knoxville gets it done. I think Tennessee Knoxville wins. If Tennessee Knoxville doesn't do something substantial and make it very clear in this game, um. Do we switch to Auburn being the second toughest game other than or, or Mississippi? Mississippi yeah. yeah, I think it's like, uh, I mean, Tennessee Knoxville should destroy them, and if they don't, I think that should make really big red alarms. Florida looks awful, wow. and th- this is their stop sleepwalking game. I think they stop them pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm taking UT Knoxville, but Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. It's okay. It'll, not it'll, sold on it. It'll happen eventually. That seven half point line gives me pause. Mm-hmm. It is weirdly low. Yeah, and I realize there's a three point home team bomb. Yeah, but that's a. But it should be yeah. So the leader in the clubhouse through two weeks is Derek Smith WXW. Is he a weatherman? Isn't, isn't that the initials for weather? WXW. I don't know. Maybe so. Uh, and then in second place is St. Louis Dogs Cards. What a terrible oh name. Oh, my gosh. Is. Please email me, St. Louis Dogs Cards. Then We, we should be friends. We've got a uh, tie for fourth is Tiff Willie. Tiffany. 99 points, only uh, four points oh. off the lead. Also, email me, Tiffany. Um, we've do, got. She ducked to the tailgate. Um, Andy Kicklider, he is a frequent tweeter to the Let's podcast. Um, then we've got uh, Pig from Tony's Smoker in 19th <laughs> place uh, with 93 points. Uh, someone had sent a message to me about a funny name, and I. Don't know where the message was, and I can't search the funny name that someone has. But uh, if someone finds that, send that back to me, and we'll mention it. Um, 
as far as the three of us, Will and, and also William Leach, the goat. Who well, is, uh, you Will, the the senior member, mm-hmm. is in sixty seventh place. Not going well for me. So William far. Leach, the goat, is in one hundred twenty second place. Oh my gosh, William, what happened? And then there's another name. Since I typed in Will, another Will in Athens is in one hundred seventy second place. Okay, well at least he's at least at least William, someone is doing worse than you. And then Tony Waller is in. 40th place. Uh, you're only three points behind Pig from Tony Smoker. Good. Yeah, my and, daughter's like a few points ahead of me. K-Dub. And then I am in 74th place with 85 points. I'm, I'm, I'm in the game. Uh, I feel good about that. And um, so... Yeah. Yeah, right now, there's a few, only a few points between right. very top and... Last is this one top. of the games on the Pick'em? Yeah, the it Georgia is. game. Yeah, is we're about to get time. to that. Yeah, so uh, Georgia, or South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia's favored by 26 and a half. Georgia leads all-time series, 54-19-2. And, two. and um, there was a time during the end of the Richt era that South Carolina had won five out of eight. Oh, my God. Four out of the six wins versus South Carolina in the Kirby era. Um, Georgia remember, Didn't Georgia essentially end Spurrier's career, right? That was, uh, the that game was one of the, that was, that was the game in 15. That was the start. That they was the game they lost three in a row, and that was the first yeah. of three. I remember because we previewed that game when I was at the Reagan Library Oh yeah, uh, doing covering the, the thing, uh, covering, yeah. the, covering the debate, which they're about to do the Reagan debate yeah. this year. So it's been eight years since that. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing this show like longer than minute. I think yeah. that we realize. Well, and this show in particular has been longer than I realized. So uh, we're going to speed this up. Okay, Are fine. we? Uh, <laughs> I just don't want listeners dropping off. Uh, but four out of the six wins versus South Carolina in the Kirby era, Georgia has scored more than forty points. And all of the wins in the Kirby era have been by either two touchdowns or blowout fashion. So that leads me into my prediction. Georgia continues to ramp up their slow starts, meaning that they will score maybe in the first or second series, a field goal or a touchdown. I'll take, I'll take either. I think the stadium is going to be absolutely bonkers. And all of you, and as will I, will love every second of that. I think you'll see some false starts. It's going to be very similar to the Tennessee game, Tennessee-Knoxville game of last year. And um, I think Georgia has a comfortable lead at halftime and then ends up winning by 21 or 24 points. I'm going to predict Georgia 31, South Carolina 7. Um, I think that you are uh, – I think people are saving that for Mississippi. I, I think that people are more excited this game is going to be a little bit more closer. and I think there will be a good crowd. I don't think this is the frenzy game, and I think it, it'll tell. The thing that I, well, I think we're, we spent most of the first part of the show talking about that we wanted to see, I don't know if we're going to see it yet. I think this is another Brock Bowers gets four or five targets game and maybe tops. Uh, I think they're. I think that they feel comfortable. They don't need to please me, and they don't need to please Bill Connolly. They're going to do their own thing. And I think that that thing that would make us all be like, oh, this is the Oregon game. Now we can just chill out. I don't think they – I feel like I'd like to see that, but I don't think Kirby and the Zeb actually cares. Um, they should care more about specifically what I think, but they don't. I think this is kind of like the last couple of games. Not as much of a blow out of those because South Carolina is better than those two teams. I'm thinking – actually not that far from you, like – 31 to even like I'll give it 34 to 10 I'll go 34 to 10 I mean I, I think I think I agree with you Will um, in that um, I don't think they care 
about style points. I don't, I, frankly, I don't think they even consider style points. I think they have a very specific plan uh, for this season about how they're going to roll out and get the offense's feet under them. The defense is already there. The defense is already there. Um, I mean, I think we saw, we've seen one blown coverage. Um, we've seen one run longer than 16 yards or 12 yards, whatever it is. Um, I think this is a game. Like I, I, I talked about um, heart. I'm sorry, I talked about color and the color wheel. I don't know what color, I don't know what Garnett is. It's like you have heart, if, if a color betokes tokens, you know, heart and temper, we know what red is. It's, it's passion and, and power. Uh, Garnett's just like a weird mixer of black and something. Um, I don't really know where that where I'm going with that, but I like it. I will say that I've, I did that for you actually. Thank the you. color thing, um, I I agree with Will. Uh, although I will say I think Georgia does score. Uh, it continues the trend of getting in the 40s. Uh, give me 41 to 12. Oh, 41 to 12. That's got to be like I have to have to be an SEC score guy. At least a Georgia South Carolina score guy. Sure. But well, three thirty is a good start. I think everyone likes that time. We also saw this week that UAB is going to be seven thirty, baby. Sorry, I'm so, excited. Uh, I will be out of town. That's the one game I'm not going to this year. And I'll drink for you. That actually uh, kind of secured. That's probably not a game where I'm going. Like that was a game I was talking about. Maybe my dad taking William. I'm not going to send him to a seven thirty game. Not <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying so. I'll have to figure that one out. But. Um, um, but yeah, so uh, but have a good time out there. We'll be safe out there. I'll be excited to, to finally get to hit both the tailgates and, and spend more time with the one that I actually, uh, that, uh, that is my original, my OG. We'll have fun. And uh, otherwise, until then, everybody should be safe out there. And hey, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Will and Tony will be back on Sunday with the post-game thoughts on the Georgia-South Carolina game. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. And if you need any help after you get hurt, hopefully you don't, but uh, look up our sponsor, thestricklandfirm.com, and uh, ask for Ryan Strickland. They have uh, operators 24-7. And uh, we'll be there 24-7 on Saturday uh, getting ready for the game. Not 24-7. But most, some people will. I guess some people will I'm start some, on Friday. I'm some people. So that Tony is at some people, but we will see you on campus on Saturday. And as always, go dogs. Nailed it. <laughs>